you ever heard a strange noise in the middle of the night? Hello? Ever seen something you couldn't quite explain? What's that? Ever been visited by a loved one in a dream? What are you? Psychic mediums Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons-Polito talk about it all. Welcome to the Psychic on the Scene podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another amazing episode of Psychic on the Scene. With you as always is your favorite ghost rescuing psychic medium Michelle Lyons-Polito. And with me, as always, is our wonderful producer and very dear friend, Dee Scott. Hey! Katie was unfortunately unable to join us tonight, but she will be back for our next episode, and I'm sure that she's here in spirit with us. And tonight, we have back with us, by popular demand, <clears throat> Dave Manzano, real estate agent extraordinaire. He is here <laughs> to share his stories and experiences with haunted properties, as well as experiences that he's had in his very own home. So welcome back, Dave. It's great to talk to you again. Oh, glad to be back. Glad to be back. Yeah. Is that what it says on your uh, business card, Dave? A real estate agent extraordinaire? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, just wondering. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Actually, yeah, I mean, you it's, shared some... It's like I'm recommended, and I earned that one from my big sister years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's so sweet. Oh, my gosh. How's you told me I can you... use that slogan as long as I live by it. And if not, she come back and slap me in the head. <laughs> Older siblings have that right, don't they? Quote, oh my gosh. So how's it been going? How's how's business these days, Dave? It's been good. It's been a crazy market. And after the last three-quarter percent increase, people are now starting to, to tap the brakes a little. Okay. Our inventories are still on the lower side. Okay. Um, things aren't as aggressive as they have been, and it's probably a good thing. There's some buyer agents that probably want to hang themselves. Um, <laughs> too busy, it, too busy. It's just crazy because it was consistently writing offer upon offer, and I mean good offers and high offers, and they're still unsuccessful because of what the massive competition had been. So mm -hmm. the interest rates um, and what's going on in the overall economy are starting to tap the brakes in our area and from what i'm reading starting to happen to on a national level too wow and you're out in the is it the syracuse you're in the syracuse area mm, central new york syracuse area yeah. out of Darwin county yeah I, I loved it out there i did archaeology uh out in that area when i worked at the rochester museum and science center and i i know i've said this before but my experience with syracuse it's lovely area lovely people but Pretty much 90% of the time it's been precipitating when I've been there. Some <laughs> form of precipitation. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's beautiful. I love yeah. it there. So, yeah. So, Dave, when we uh, were catching up earlier, we were talking about how you've had some more experience since we experienced this with uh, the paranormal since we last spoke. And I was wondering if you've had any new houses that have popped up on the market that you've had some things happen at. Well, I can get into a few um of the past as well as one of the relatively near future Ooh. um on some things that you and i had chatted about that we didn't get into the last podcast were properties that unfortunately had like suicide or unfortunate negative right. things that had happened right and um and my 30 going on 34 years i've had a multiple I, i've had at least two or three properties that I've listed um, that were hangings. Um, and that was pretty sad. I'll get into them in a minute. Yeah. Please. I had one not that long ago that was um, a recent shooting. Oh, boy. <clears throat> that was a little bit tough. And um, then I've had a property uh, that was over on the west side that ended up, this, this one was haunted. Uh, and the owner kind of let me know about it. Mm -hmm. I didn't personally experience anything outside of, I did see um, some photographed orbs up in the attic. Oh. And that one, she had told me the history. And the history was that of a bad doctor who did bad illegal things. Oh. Back. Boy. Yeah. And he was uh, continuously seen in the back hallway, in the back staircase. Mm. Um, but the thing that really stuck out um, to me on a lot of the unfortunate properties that had um, those issues, I did get a call 
from um, actually an individual that I went to school with, high school. Hmm. I got a call from her husband, and apparently <clears throat> she she committed suicide in the house. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was tough, and. He was a little reluctant about talking about it, but he did let me know about it. And incidentally, here's my little disclaimer. Okay. One. I'm not legal counsel, so I can't practice law. <laughs> um, but I will tell you, as per um, NISAR's legal counsel, um, there are certain things that are non-disclosable, death, murder, suicide, and believe it or not, they even added AIDS to that stigmatized housing bill. Oh my gosh. Um, but again, as I said in the last podcast, haunting, as long as you don't get into anything publicized. So whatever we discuss here, I cannot get into specific addresses, names to protect the innocent, I guess, right? And that's fine. Cause you don't want people showing up at that house and hey, we've got our ghost right. equipment, <laughs> let us in. So again, if you own a haunted house, you may want to refrain yourself from putting any social media postings on it um, or any stories, because if you do do that, according to what legal counsel uh, did tell us, then you would be subject to having to disclose it. So, but back to this one house in particular, when he showed me the upstairs bedroom, I got a really weird feeling mm. and um I'm like, all right, she hung herself in the garage. So why the weird feeling in the bedroom? But then he later showed me that there was a door in a closet. Um, and it was a Cape style home. Okay. I'll just go this far on a corner with an attached garage. Mm -hmm. And apparently you could open the closet door and there was another door inside the closet that if you opened it you actually could look down into the garage oh my god really yeah you know where i'm going with that right yeah i do so <clears throat> that's apparently how she got up high. Yeah. to go and um i did get a really really weird feeling on that i'm not psychic like you michelle my wife does tell me, though, um, she thinks, and so does the rest of the family, that I, I have some form of sense that gravitates. And uh, you're an empath, Dave. I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know. I'm but, psychic. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, no, you are definitely an empath. I mean, you feel for people. You know, I, yeah, I, I have. I that oh. when, I met you, when I met you, you feel for people, whether they're living or dead. Did yeah, you have yeah. any, like, physiological responses when you were, I, I know you said you felt strange and weird, but I very often, when I go to a place of murder or suicide, I start feeling the physical feelings of the trauma that happened to that person's body as they died. Like I will get a constriction of the throat if someone has hung themselves. I'll feel gunshots. Oh, no, not that serious. The only thing that I can tell you, the one that I did do not that long ago, that was a suicide in the bedroom yeah i did have a real strong real strong feeling not in the rest of the house but in that that one bedroom i did I, it wasn't like i could feel like you do mm -hmm. but i knew that i had a feeling that something was not right something bad happened there something negative it was just um it, it wasn't a feeling of being shot or because you were people that are really in tune to it they'll actually truly feel almost they'll almost feel the experience right. i just could only feel a dark negative uh, um, heavy feeling that's what i felt so it feels like uh, it's like the the person's state of mind mixed with a negative residual energy yeah i didn't want to stay in that room long yeah that's what people feel. Like, I've got to get no. out. Yeah. I've got to get out. And that's why so many of these houses, um, like I said, I have real estate agents all over the state that I work with because I do remote clearings. I do local clearings because they 
have a hard time selling a house like that because it repels people who are sensitive. Then you get some people that don't feel a thing. They walk in there, they sleep in that room, never notice anything. Then the grandkids come over and they run screaming from that bedroom. So it's oh, amazing. Yeah. But people never, like the real estate agents, they always tell me, please don't tell anyone that you do this for me. Well, we talked about this, so I can't go much more into detail, but you will probably be getting a phone call <laughs> really soon from another property that we had discussed. Um, right. Yeah, that that's oh my gosh. an interesting property. In that property, um, there was a visual sighting Ooh. of an old woman. So there was a visual sighting, not by me, but by, let's just say, a very close friend of mine, mm -hmm. leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And um, in that property, there were physical things, you know, beds shaking. Okay. Um, I think there was an element of, um, as I said, the sighting. Right. And I think there was even one where there was a little bit of the feeling of being choked. Oh, boy. Yeah. Those are never fun. No. Yeah. And I mean, the older woman, did the person share with you whether she was um, aware of them? Or was she like making contact or was she just happened like she was appearing and it wasn't she didn't notice them there? Do you know if she was trying to connect with them? It got to a point where they both saw her. This is husband and wife mm -hmm. to a point where the husband actually ran out in the hall and he didn't see her anymore. She sort of kind of disappeared. Yeah. All right. The wife was getting ready to call 911. Wow. I thought it was a human. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. And um, that's when the husband pretty much said, don't bother with 911. And pretty much told her it's not human. It's, wow. it's, it's not a person that broke into our house. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I have a couple of friends who are police officers and, uh, you know, just because of the, the, you know, the nature of their job and, you know, being able to talk about things, um, they can't come on the podcast, but you, you're saying they're going to call 911. One, um, was formerly a nine, uh, nine 11, a 911 dispatcher. And they said, you'd be surprised at how many calls go out because of ghosts. Mm as suspected intruders, or mm -hmm. sometimes they've had children call. No one believes me off, you know, Mr. Policeman, but there's a ghost in my house and they will go and do the ghost visits. So I'll tell you this. I think if I ever did a little social media request amongst realtors, mm -hmm. the realtors, you'd be surprised how many would tell you stories of similar to what I'm saying right here. Uh, we would love to hear those stories. Oh, yeah. I had one, uh, she's no longer with our company now. She actually just moved. Um, but she had a house, we'll, we'll say just in Phoenix. We'll mm -hmm. get into much more than that. Okay. And her and her daughter, this wasn't that long ago. It's only about a, maybe a year, a year or two tops. And they were in it and it was vacant. And it was an old turn of the century home. And um, they first had a feeling, not a good feeling. Mm -hmm. Then they started hearing things in the stairwell. Mm. I don't think she saw a visual, but they definitely heard noise and sounds. Um, not, of the, not of the normal. And the only two people that were in the house were just the two of them. Mm. She is convinced that there was a spirit in there, a ghost. So I know there's a the difference between a spirit and a ghost, so. Yes. Yeah. Well, spirits in general are people who've gone to the light and are visiting. Uh, a ghost is someone who is stuck in their physical form without a body. So ghosts are the opposite of zombies. I don't believe in zombies. And you know me, I don't like to say that I don't believe in something. Um, I like to be a skeptic, but I also like to be open, but I don't believe in zombies. So a ghost, you think of it as like, it's a human being that doesn't have a body and they're still trying to act upon the, our world as a human being. And uh, okay, you want a little bit of an honest to goodness fun story? True, yes. Oh, please. Okay, here goes. This is true. Whatever I say, I'm not going to sugarcoat or give you any BS. All right, 
That's how we like it here. Um, you did a great reading for me that was back in Albany. In fact, I even asked you again. And um, my brother and sister have been deceased now for going on oh, over three to four years. Yeah. And they both passed away the same year. Yeah, that was just during the spring and my brother in the fall. And um, I had mentioned to you how before my sister passed, um, we all got together and she had a good day and we were pretty much mm. sitting around and I said, hey, when you go to the other side, I want a sign. Well, <laughs> I've been getting nothing but signs from Linda from day one. And the last conversation I had with you you had mentioned that your brother's going to come around yes, and your brother's going to show his presence to you and he's going to do it in a certain way. And I remember saying to you, how would, how would he do that? Because my sister was doing a lot of things through the phone and um, electronics, et cetera. And mm -hmm. your comment was, yeah. I think you even went on to say that he has a little bit of a sense of humor. Yeah, a quirky sense of humor. All right. And yeah. believe me, Joe does. Well, here's what happened after that. And this was probably only a few months back. Um, I could not sleep um, right away. So I was on the couch. It was about 4.15 a.m. in the morning. Oh, wow. I got up. I was getting ready to go upstairs. And I'm hearing this distorted TikTok sound. And I'm like, oh drove me nuts. And I'm like, I'm literally walking around the house, not thinking anything paranormal. Just, all right, what's that sound? <laughs> I mean, nuts. I went all the way around my home. And I got a good size home. I literally went upstairs, walked around, came back downstairs. I'm into the kitchen. I have my ear to the refrigerator. <laughs> I've done this. This. <laughs> this is no joke, right? <laughs> the only thing left was the basement. So I went down into, I have a little finished media room and I opened up the door to the kids' playroom. Mm -hmm. And the minute I opened up the door, there was this crazy laugh. I'm not making this up. Yeah, I love this. And I look over on the shelf and there's this, I, I wish I would have brought upstairs over to show you weird looking Furby doll. Oh, yeah. And like, like a, that almost looked like a gremlin thing. Oh my gosh. You know, that my grandkids play with. Right. My grandson doesn't like it, but the other, my granddaughters will play with it. And all of a sudden, the minute I opened the door, it went into a little bit of a laugh and I had to go across the room. I picked it up. It went into a snore oh, and then it shut off. Oh my now, gosh. Here's the weird thing about this. This is this is after about 10 minutes of search and destroy. <laughs> Where the hell is this noise coming from? Wandering the house. I immediately, immediately got a feeling of my brother Joe. Oh. Uh, immediately. It wasn't even and you just knew. I didn't say anything. I just, okay. I started, I burst out laughing, put it down, went back to bed. I told Betty, my wife in the right. morning, she, what happened? She went, the, the batteries are dead in that. Okay. Oh, that's even better. All right. <laughs> and not only that, but the only way that that ever turns on, you need to physically move it. It, it just doesn't do that. Holy moly. Joe is like, well, I, uh, yeah. I'll show you my sense of humor. That's I had, I had to tell you that, though. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I was waiting because you, you're saying I had to share. Thank you, Joe. Oh, my. And he wanted to make sure that you knew it was him by doing something that was impossible just to have it happen randomly and something to set him apart from Linda. No, my brother Joe would definitely do something annoying and irritating, sarcastic <laughs> sense of humor without a doubt in my mind. All right. I'm not, I'm going to make you walk around for 10 <laughs> or 15 minutes. And then when you finally find, find me, right. You're going to. Yeah. And, and you know what, do you know why you didn't sleep? You were having a, a hard time sleeping is because he was trying to connect with you. Could be. Cause I was not sleeping. And that's because if I can't sleep and I love to sleep and as a psychic medium and a ghost rescuer, I expend a lot of energy during the day. 
So I, I sleep soundly. If I cannot sleep, it's because there's spirit energy in the house. And ironically, when you picked up that Furby thing, it snored. And that is his indication to you is guess what? I've kept you up all night. <laughs> I wouldn't let you sleep. Were you able to sleep afterwards? Yeah, pretty much. I laughed. I, I couldn't stop laughing. It, it wasn't an sleep. element. Of, anybody else probably would have been freaking out. And but <laughs> the minute, the minute, the minute I picked it up, I just, I felt him. Oh my and god! I went, okay, I got you. See, and that's that's amazing because you're like, I'm not a psychic medium. I'm not. You, everyone has this ability, and when you pick that up, you felt him. It's not because he became that toy for a moment. It's because he was affecting that toy. Just like a person's spirit can, his spirit was controlling it. Like a, a spirit can control a cardinal, a cat, a dog, a hummingbird, whatever. Oh. So when you touched it, you were you were coming into contact with his essence. And that's why he popped into your head. That's confirmation. Okay. You ready for funny story number two? Oh, yes. Now that you're on that path. Not on that tear. <laughs> my sister's birthday. Yeah. Um, that was just last month on her birthday. I basically said, Hey, if you're still there, I want to sign from you too. <laughs> I asked for it. This is on her birthday. Uh -huh. And at the end of the day, I'm standing out in my driveway <clears throat> and my wife watched this and a dragonfly. Hmm. We generally don't get dragonflies, but let's just say once in a while, one comes around. Mm -hmm. A dragonfly, Michelle, I'm not making this up. It came, I believe you. It came up to me and it wasn't moving. I swear to God, oh. I'm looking at it and I'm talking probably about maybe three feet away. Yeah. All right. And then I would move a little and it would move with me. Oh my God. So you're having a private moment with a dragonfly, basically. <laughs> but I can understand. All right. You'd say, oh, come on, Dave, a dragonfly. All right. This went on and I purposely did it on purpose. It went on for about 10 or 15 minutes. Oh, come on. There's no way. Just a regular old bug is not going to do that. No, that's she what I'm talking about. With you. It, would make, it made loops around me. My wife watched all this. <laughs> Don't you love right. when you're a witness? It's like, I swear to God, right. this happened. I, I wish I would have had my phone with me. It made loops around me. And then it just right there, right in front. That's wonderful. So I'm wondering with what you just said about, will a spirit have the ability to go into something like that? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Spirits really love to affect, well, they can get into anything, but it's easier in general to borrow a dragonfly's body or borrow a bird or a cat or a dog. Do you ever have a, a pet that they come and they look at you and it, you swear that, my God, that looks just like my, the way my father would look at me. And it's because they're borrowing that body and they, they need to get permission and animals are great about that. But it's like when people say, oh, I see a cardinal. It's my father. It's like, well, your father's not a bird as much as he is borrowing that bird. It's like a little contract. So that was absolutely your sister. That was without a doubt your sister. It, I always say, if you think it's someone in spirit connecting with you, always look for animals doing weird things, mm -hmm. things they don't normally do. Well, or, I've never had yeah. a dragonfly for 15 minutes mm. stay right there fly around me stay right there. that's not a normal dragonfly no that's, a that's dragonfly. not a normal no that, by that's no stretch that's oh my gosh i know See, that's so know. wonderful that that you're able to get that confirmation that your brother and sister are finding their side and that they're interactive and i was just talking to someone today who um her mother-in-law passed and her daughter is a, is a friend of mine Luckily, she can see spirit. She sat, was sitting at the funeral, and she and my friend noticed that her daughter kept looking into the corner. She was able to witness her her grandmother experiencing the whole funeral service. Wow. And I was saying, it's too bad that everyone can't just do this. Because you can you imagine the fear that would just dissipate from people? Yeah. If they realize that these people are not gone, they just don't have those bodies holding them down anymore. No. So, and your, your brother and sister do an amazing job of doing that. It's, a, it's just so. 
It does. It gives you, um, I always had good faith, but it gives you a whole nother level of faith. Right. And peace. I just, yeah, it does. So in a sense of continuation, because mm-hmm. like, I'll talk to people about my father being gone. It's, I miss him so much. I miss our talks. I'm thinking, all right, I still have talks with him. And, yeah. and then sometimes I, I, it's not that I take it for granted. It's just part of who I am and I'll ask for help and I'll get it. Um, I don't know. At least it's like with other people, like I can tell you that your brother's going to do this, but with my own stuff, I don't know how it's going to come to me. So it's always fascinating to see, because I, I can't see my own stuff to save my own life, quite honestly. So it's uh, and my father's got a good sense of humor. So I never know what's going to happen. Do you use psychics to help you? Will a psychic go to another psychic for a feeling? Yes. Yes. Um, the hard part is I've got, um, some really good friends who are psychics, of course, Katie. Um, and, and we can read for each other a little bit, but we know each other really well. My friend Melissa is, is phenomenal, but it's hard to read for each other. I have a really good friend, uh, Alex, who's a tarot card reader. I go to him once a year on my birthday, or close mm-hmm. to my birthday. And, you know, he's on social media, but I don't really post much. So he doesn't know exactly what's happening. Not that, you know, it's not that I don't trust that he wouldn't just go with the flow. It's because if you know too much about a person, it clouds your, your, you know, your human sight gets in the way of your psychic sight, so to speak. So sometimes knowing things about a person makes it very hard to read for them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, actually one of my friends just said, Hey, this is a really good psychic in Florida that she can give you a phone reading. She doesn't know anything about you, but you know, it's funny. I'm in a, in a, a spot in my life where I'm pretty comfortable with how everything is going. And there's probably stuff I don't want to know about my future. So I don't really push like for the fun of it. I guess, what do I do for, for fun and shits and giggles psychically for myself is I will do some tarot readings for myself because Mm -hmm. I can't like decide what card I'm pulling up. I'll just fan them out and I'll just do either a three card reading or I'll do the whole Celtic cross and uh, do a reading for myself. And when Katie and Barb and I get together, Barb Nesnek from Willow Tree, who's been on here, our podcast quite a bit, we will pull cards for each other and we'll just play. And we haven't done that in a while. Um, you know, next time Katie's up from Florida and Barb and I are, you know, available, we'll have to get together and do that. And I have a weird story to share about uh, Willow Tree Wisdom. I hope Barb doesn't mind this, but I taught a dowsing level one class out at Willow Tree Wisdom in Amsterdam yesterday. And uh, I was there by myself. Uh, Barb had stuff going on. So it was all good, except for the chickens chased me and I'm terrified of birds. (laughs) I love to look at them, but don't don't follow me chickens. So I'm in the shop by myself. I have four amazing students. Everyone came together. We had a a wonderful experience. Um, And then folks went on their way. And I'm literally closing up shop. I shut off the air conditioner. I turned the fan off and I said, geez, I've never been in the shop all by myself before. And I was filled with this intense feeling of love and support and peace. I'm like, oh, this is a really good feeling. Mm. And then I shut out the lights and I left and I started to pull out. I'm like, oh, I didn't lock the door. So I jump out and I I twist the handle. First of all, I open the door and the lights are out in there and I hear, hi, Michelle clear as day so me as a skeptic i flick the lights on i look around thinking did i trap a kid in here without realizing it but it was just i swear that shop has has created its own persona its own energy and it was just very happy like oh hi michelle i'm like and i said hi (laughs) i just responded i don't know what they want to be rude so then i turned off the lights again locked the door and, and off i went i have to say it was an amazing experience it wasn't a ghost it was the essence of Barb does amazing things out there. It was the essence of all the positive stuff she's done. And it, it, I think that the shop has a personality now and it's a very nice personality. So that stuff is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you never know, you never know what interesting things are going to happen. So, but have you noticed in Dave, with, when you're selling various properties, you get to know neighborhoods, you get to know um, different people. Have you noticed that there's often one house in every neighborhood that it either goes up to sit for sale constantly or doesn't sell and stays vacant because of maybe energetic reasons. Yeah, I have. 
in fact, I've had one in particular that I sold it. Um, the individuals were proud about it being haunted. Oh, they had articles about it in the Syracuse Post Standard. You know, they were sitting out on the lawn. Wow. In front of it's a really cool old looking house. Very I cool. I love creepy houses. I, do. I don't want to get into because it's kind of well known here in town. And since I sold it, I I lost count after at least four or five times. In addition to what I sold, it sold again You're four or five me. times. Do you think, have you had people that have come into the office and said, hey, I'd like to buy a haunted house. Do you have any for sale? Or if you mention it's haunted, they want it more? Or is it more of a deterrent? Some people are really into it. And some people are ex extremely negative. Wow. Know, and some people are very sensitive about it, too. Right. You know, I've had them from old converted fu funeral homes where you wouldn't think anything of it. You'd never, never even know it was a funeral home. But on the other hand, one individual that walked in there knew immediately wow. that it was a funeral home. Immediately. You, you get people who are like spiritual magoos, like a Mr. Magoo. You don't, they don't notice things. They could live in a, a really haunted house and never have an experience. But some of my favorite people to do work for and i hope this isn't mean but it's a person who's ah, i don't believe i don't believe and then they move into a haunted house or apartment and they are freaking out <laughs> because and i don't want to laugh but it's, it's especially if i've had a you know contact with that person and they you know they've given a little like ah what you do is silly i'm like well it's okay if you think it's silly I'm, it's not my job to make you believe in what i do but then it's happened twice where they happen to move into something and boom there's a very uh intense very in-your-face kind of ghost there mm -hmm. and um those are the well, as i mentioned on the last time i was in the there, there are parts of town too that you had mentioned um city that Light. are they gravitate mm -hmm. i've experienced it other realtors also um i guess i can say this the, the tipperary hill area mm -hmm. it's got a lot of paranormal going on and and a lot of the homes that i've had experiences in or heard about right up in through that area. Do you know the history of the area? Um, it's sounds Irish. Well, I, know, I know Coleman's Irish pub. I know yeah. that. <laughs> it's very, very Irish. The Irish ended up, you know, each part of town, everybody would gravitate to their own parts of town, even though there's no people. redlining, you go wherever you want. Right. Tipperary Hill kind of gravitated uh, to the Irish and mm -hmm. Um, I think it's the only, if I'm not mistaken, it's the only part in Syracuse where they actually took the green light on a stoplight and they put the green light up on top. Ah, uh, really? It's, oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. To this day. All right. That was very confusing for people who are colorblind. Well, it's going to screw you up in Tipperary Hill then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind the next time we go and do a parade uh, out in that area. I don't oh, know. God. I would, I'd be very interested to do, well, if any was, anyone was ever to do a ghost walk yeah. and actually look at the history of some of the properties up there, I'm sure they would get a really good education. I would love that. So I, I've been on a few ghost tours and Quite honestly, I go on ghost tours mainly for the history because I can do my own ghost tour. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. to do the history, to learn the history, I have to do the research myself. Or sometimes I, I get a history lesson from spirits. Or I get a kind of, they, they fill in the spaces for some missing pieces of history. Kingston has a great ghost walk if you've never been there. I've never been for that one, no. It's a really good ghost walk. We'll have to do that. Mm -hmm. And oh, if you're not a, evil, evil attempted, it was cute. It wasn't a legit ghost walk, but it's it's entertaining. And, you know, it, the money goes for a worthy cause. Oh, that's always good. And what they do, they do actors and portrayals. Some of the stories are true. Mm -hmm. And some of the stories are 
theatrical. Yeah, embellished. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Albany Rural Cemetery does a um, historical. They almost like a. It's not really a ghost walk. I do a ghost talk in October there, but um, we might expand it out to wandering around because so many people had physical experiences during the ghost talk in the I chapel. Need, um, but, I need to tell you this. We had last year, and I think I told you I was attempting to sell a home that surrounded an antique cemetery. Yes. Okay. My kind of I did a little history and research myself. And apparently the seven to eight family members that were buried in that cemetery uh, in the 1850s. Yeah. They were moved to another cemetery not far away that is a historical cemetery. Ooh. And I went there. Did you? I went there. I had to go see. You know, Did I you looked up. Any... Le I looked up Levi Pitts. Uh, <laughs> and, Levi, and, and sure enough, and um, they were moved. They were moved. I think around 1875. Um, that was during the hist uh, the uh, um, rural R U R A L cemetery movement, and so a lot at the same time period uh, is when they started. Let's make uh, the whole cemetery experience like a picnic an outing, a pastoral type of feeling. And they moved so many bodies from small uh, or uh, very urban areas. And uh, the thing with cemeteries, when they move people is sometimes they leave some parts behind. So that's interesting story. The, uh, um, there was a ghost in an old cemetery um, out in Western New York, uh, in the Chilai area. Mm -hmm. And uh, this particular ghost would always show up and not have a hand. Mm. Show a hand, show a hand. And legend goes that they had moved the body down, you know, 100 years down the road. They decided, well, let's, let's you know, put in a house here. They dug the foundation. They found the rest of them. They found his hand. And, a and he was supposedly walked up and down the road all the time looking for his hand, holding his, his empty sleeve. Mm. And after they found his hand, they buried it with, you know, on top of the rest of him, and the ghost was never seen again. Well, so, so the moral it. of the story is if you're going to move them, move the whole thing. Move the whole darn body. Oh, yeah, that's it. Get all those pieces. I forgot how many bones are in the human body, but make sure, a lot, make sure you get them all. Well, of course, I asked my seller clients now, do we have any company left over? <laughs> said, no. That's good. Now, no. would you... Would you either D. Scott or Dave, would you move into a house um, knowing that there'd been a horrible murder? Like, you know, you think of, is it Ted Bundy? His house has been up for sale. The Emmyville Horror House has been up for sale. Some of the houses where um, the Manson family killed people. Would you ever buy a house where something like that happened? Dennis, you go first. If I'm aware of it, no, absolutely not. I think because of it, especially with my newly developed senses. Um, <laughs> it's bad enough to wake up in the morning with anxiety about what the workday holds in store, but I don't need that constant, like that constant heavy feeling, especially if mm -hmm. something gruesome had happened there. Um, I, I couldn't see me willingly doing that. Not if I had knowledge, if I didn't have knowledge, although I would probably figure it out when I went to the showing. So There'd be one of those calls, Michelle. Yeah, I'd be like that. I'm like, yeah, no, we're just, we're done. We walked in and that, that's good. Now it's next house. Thanks. Because you've had that experience, Dennis, recently, right? Um, as far house. as walk, like going into a property. Like, yes. I, like, yeah, I was at a showing with my girlfriend uh, for a friend of hers. And I walked, when I walked in, not, a, it wasn't immediate, but when, there was an upstairs to the house and uh, which is ironic because as you guys were talking, I looked to see if that house was still for sale and it's been, it's been sold. Um, I don't know how long uh, it'll stay off the market, but um hope there's no kids in it. When I, when, I, when I came around the corner and got near the stairs, I had a, a pretty intense anxious feeling. And I pulled my girlfriend aside and I said, Hey, are you going to let her know that, there's a resident upstairs. What'd and she say? 
she said no we're not we're not going to disclose that now which didn't matter i mean after actually after we kind of were going through the showing and and her friend had kind of said no not really for me i said that's smart because it's haunted so <laughs> now remember that's a non-disclosable <laughs> item right murder suicide death in the house all right remember what i said about hauntings though yeah. with postings and what have you once it's public Me, knowledge yeah. i would have to say if it's something tr traumatic like that like you're getting into the bundy house yes i don't think i would uh feel comfortable for two reasons number one my knowledge of real estate all right mm -hmm. and um Unfortunately, there is a stigma. Yeah. And it does ride with the property. It has with that. Now, that property has resold. They facelifted. It doesn't look anything like it did when he did his thing there. Yeah. Um, but the bottom line is there are some people, if Lucifer lived there, but they were getting a good deal, they wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah. Did you not? All right. <laughs> I know some of them. And then there are some people that are like, no, no, I'm not going anywhere near that. Uh, for the second reason, not just the stigma of it, because they may have ill feeling. Right. They may be sensitive to it. Right. So, so for the two reasons for me, I think I'd pick up on some negative stuff. Um, and I'm educated on the value could, the value could be tainted. It could be. Well, so on a personal and a business side, you'd say no. I would say no. I don't think I would either. Just similar to what Dee said is that I, there's enough going on without having to, I mean, I would clear it and I, and I try my best. And, and most of the time, I don't know, I'd say my accuracy or my ability is like 95, 98% of the time. I get rid of whatever it is. Sometimes it takes a second try because I do a remote clearing, but sometimes I need boots on the ground. But quite honestly, sometimes in some situations, I think it's best just to burn the darn thing down. Well, you know yeah. what? Just, you know, cleansing by fire. I'm, I'm going to do one reconsideration. If it's an extremely good deal, I'm calling you first. <laughs> that sounds and like that a if we can't get rid of it, forget it. Oh my gosh. So you're getting a call first. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Because I love beautiful historic properties, but you know, especially if it's more than 100, 150 years old. And even now, there's so much in home hospice, people are dying in houses. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, you want to help those people to make a, a full, clean crossing. And you also want your, you know, your family and yourself to be able to sleep at night. But, you know, quite honestly, I've noticed. Um, that ghost commerce is a big thing and it's getting bigger every time I look. And a, a good friend of mine, uh, she took her niece to the Lizzie Borden house. It's a bed and breakfast. Mm -hmm. And they slept in the room where I think the father was axed to death. Yeah. <laughs> and they were. Well, there they were are people there. that are yeah. attracted to that. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so B &B. before I say no, who knows? Maybe I would buy one, open up a B and B out of it, and and just not stay there. <laughs> just not stay there. Because I believe, if if I'm not mistaken, she told me that the the owners of the Lizzie Borden House B and B, they rent out the rooms, but they don't stay there. They come back in the morning. So it was just her and her niece, and then a mother and daughter, and they heard some weird sounds, and they were freaking out all night. So <laughs> yeah. I don't think any of them slept well. But it is big business these days. Anything goes, and especially, especially October. I always tell people, if you have something that you want me to do in October, tell me like as close to like last October that you can, because everyone wants anything ghosty and scary. And uh, I tell oh, you, ghosts are busy all year. Halloween, because right? of Halloween. I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. So Halloween and anything pumpkin, but. Um, the thing with ghosts, yeah, the veil is thinner between the, the worlds as we get closer to the, you know, the solstice and the, the equinox and the solstice. But um, ghosts have frequencies. And I've had people that, oh, we've lived here for nine months and nothing ever happened. But all of a sudden, it, you know, 
got to be this season and now this is happening. It's because, well, that ghost, the, the ghost that is appearing now revisits for like a week around the time of its demise in that house. Mm. And so like, you know, every September, boom, they've got to deal with this, you know, screaming woman who's got blood all over her running through the hallways. And I'm not making that one up. <laughs> She's fine now. She's crossed over. She, uh, yeah, was, uh, uh, yeah, she's she's good. I'm not going to give you details. That was a, a no. way to go. So, well, negative things too can bring it on. Um, oh yeah, I know that if there's a lot of negativity or something that obviously a ghost doesn't like, they'll they'll come back and let you know about it. I know that. Yeah, construction. I mean, there's no uh, accident that um, the first ghost hunter show they were uh, plumbers. I think. Uh, what is that plumbing company they used to work for? Like, uh, I can't even think of it now, but they were plumbers. And you start fiddling with pipes and water that's meddling water. And where are you? You're down in cellars, you're up in attics, electricians, general contractors. Those are the people that, that really come into contact with ghosts because they're strangers that are coming into the house doing things. And those ghosts have ownership. You know, they might get accustomed to a family and love a family and become feel like they're part of the, the living family there. But you get someone who comes in and is changing things or, you know, messing with stuff. That's when you're going to get a lot of things happening. And I, I know construction workers that have gone running from properties, mm. which I think is kind of funny, but it's, yeah. it's you, yeah. know, it's you know, it's, really, you know, what's kind of funny is you bring up construction. One of the places, one of the properties that we did the uh, ghost wrangler series on, which was haunted is currently under new ownership and being worked on and developed into something else right now. Can you say which one it is or not? On, um... <clears throat> it's on Wolf Road. Oh, um, yes, yes, I know what you mean. I so I'm curious because it's funny we drive by there and I go, Oh, I wonder if, and and I know the well, I don't know the people that are moving in, but I know the business because mm -hmm. I, I frequent the business because it's right around the corner from me. Um, yeah. but I'm like, I wonder if they're you know, if they're aware of the history of that and i'm also curious to know what's been going on since they decided to you know kind of they've made additions to it mm, um, looks and, completely uh, different doesn't it yeah i mean it looks like the main body of the building is still there but they've they've added on they have a, a patio going around the outside of it and they've made it much larger yeah it looks nice. um but it's and it's funny because every time we go by there like my girlfriend's going <laughs> and i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> that's our because that's the place when we were doing the ghost wrangler series that you had your first experience with, with a physiological response to an entity do you remember that's when i had, I, had a I remember getting a headache while we were there yeah i had to clear your headache remember i remember the look on your face you were freaking out you're scared yeah, was, of my headache it's it like, just, yeah and it was like just it came out it was just a, all of a sudden i had a headache it was yeah. awful because wow. we were you know, poking around in the basement and it, he wasn't fond of that. Was it a hotel oddly, or what was it, a restaurant? Or? A restaurant. Restaurant? Yeah. It, it was funny too, because we were in the basement of that place and you guys, we had our recording devices out. We were trying to get stuff. And I know, um, I think we were working on trying to get EVPs and you and Katie both had experiences in the basement and I felt nothing. And I was like, I don't, I got none of this. What's happening? <laughs> and like, I think, Katie's extremities got really, really cold from yes. what I remember. Mm -hmm. And then I, I also remember as we were walking through, you just stopped and were like taken aback because there was a gentleman in a motorcycle jacket and helmet standing yes. there waiting for you. And I'm like, yeah, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then also children under the stairs, which I also, which sounds creepy as hell. Cause that sounds like a movie, but it, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was apparent. I think we determined it was a hiding spot for the kids yeah. Um, when the not so nice male figure was around, was around um, in the house, and I, I, of course, go running, you know, scooching over to the stairs with my hands out. Come on, yeah, kids. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just gonna run up the stairs now. Thanks. <laughs> I'll go up the stairs. You can go by in the stairs. But we were we were wrapping up or doing another session in a different part, and that's when the headache set in for me. But right, I almost kind of want to go over there and just talk to some of the the construction workers and be like, hey, oh, yeah, you know, this is gonna sound really weird. And like a ridiculous question, but, but <laughs> I, I mean, know how it's going to sound and I'm going to ask it anyway. Like, 
Well, you know, I think they've got to, someone has to have heard because there are so many, uh, I mean, if you just Google it. It was notorious as it was. Like yes. it wasn't. And on top of the fact we went in there and did a thing, they were willing. It's not like any of the places we went to, we didn't we're have permission to go to. Like in they knew what we were doing. So it was well publicized that the property had paranormal activity on it. Um, Katie had already publicized her experience the first time she was there with yeah. uh, with Ray, I believe, yeah. Kirstein. And uh, so it, it's not like it, it's it wasn't kept a secret. They really it was well known that the, that the property has paranormal activity. You just wonder if the new folks kind of want to you know, tie into that. So well, I almost wonder too if they because I know they're not originally from around here. Oh, good point. So um in and I mean you I don't think anyway. I mean I don't know the owners, I don't know the people that work there, and they're all immigrants that pretty much work there. So mm -hmm. I don't know if it's owned by immigrants as well. Oh, good question. Did you guys do any history on it at all? um the 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 like the the original, the original property building. we're talking like we're yeah. well right now we're talking about the people that are moving in but the original property was a farm on on farmhouse. wolf road yeah it was yeah. a farmhouse on on wolf road which was all wolf road back in yeah. the 1800s anything crazy or nutty happened to that property or? well we knew that there was a very abusive male figure there mm. but the problem with the history of that is that um back then it's you know basically no one interfered. You know, mm -hmm. what goes on? You know, the head of the family has the right to do whatever he wants yeah. with. Yeah. I think, and, didn't we, didn't we kind of determine that there was a person of the cloth involved in some way? Yeah. And the wife um, of the property owner and then the, and the husband. And it was a weird kind of triangle type thing yes yep. it, but it wasn't it wasn't really a you know it was a love triangle but there was none of it was you know okay with the other parties right exactly it was not, not definitely not okay and uh <clears throat> yeah because that residual energy is is very strong there and the motorcycle guy he had um died in an accident not far away so we i've said this many times before ghosts are kind of like mice you get one you get more you get a lot more because you already have that vibrational energy it's kind of like a gravity well you're going to get more that go into that area and plus they're always looking well not always but a lot of ghosts are looking for waiting for you know a portal to open so they can get to heaven a portal is in you know my version of a portal my you know my understanding is a shortcut between heaven and earth so you can get there um and whenever someone crosses other folks who are, who are stuck are trying to kind of piggyback on that so that's when i like i'll go into cemeteries i'll go into places like hospitals nursing homes i'll even just pull into the parking lot and do a clearing if i see folks wandering around um and i do see see mm -hmm. three people so <laughs> i wow. figure if they're clustering there I, I think they also do that because as they figure um if they're together they'll be noticed there's there's you know strength in numbers Mm -hmm. so that you know weirdos like me say oh look at all those people walking around there who were see-through i think i'll pull over and see if they need some help <laughs> but yeah you know also the the place on wolf road they moved to a new location i wonder if sometimes you can get the energy following people rather than but i think that would probably be stay stay stuck with the building quite honestly yeah i think i think uh with what was inhabiting that building it's it, it's tied to the property more so than it is the, the folks that own the place i mean i i haven't been to the new establishment yet either um, no. i've seen it uh because i've i've had to go to in into the strip mall that it's part of i was there for, today <laughs> yeah I, I picked up a bunch of equipment uh for for my oh. dj equipment in there um <laughs> so but i'm like oh there it is i didn't know they moved here yeah and then so. even and it's funny because uh, i think tara had asked me too she's like i wonder if it's still i'm like i don't think so i don't i don't think if it is it's not the same thing it, it might just be energy that's left over from wolf road being what wolf road was at right, right. one point yeah a lot a lot of german immigrants there so uh which yeah. we've figured out too the one gentleman in the in the old property was german that's what he was yelling at katie in. 
Right. And I can oh. understand swear words in German because <laughs> my grandfather, I mean, not really bad words. My grandfather had fun teaching us things we shouldn't, you know, it was semi inappropriate for kids to be saying. <laughs> he had a great sense of humor like that. So I can, you know, there's enough German spoke. Well, there was enough German spoken in my, in my family that I recognized what he was, you know, he was not, but you can also understand tone. Right. You're not a happy camper. Let's just say that unhappy with us. But geez, oh my God, time flies. Dave, do you have any other interesting factoids or stories or experiences that you'd like to share with us? Um, well, you're talking about restaurants and hotels. And yeah. I, I know this was a little while back. My wife and I, we went to go visit uh, my son in Fredonia. Mm. And we stayed in, I think it was called the White Manor. Oh, sounds and creepy. We stayed overnight right in Fredonia. Mm-hmm. And upstairs, second floor room number whatever and um an old really nice hotel and we're getting ready and we're settling in and all of a sudden we get the old really yeah. hard on the back wall to where the bed was up against so someone knocking really hard banging wow <laughs> irritated banging right not just a pleasant little it was a banging and i said what the heck what an idiot we don't even have the TV. <laughs> We're not doing anything loud in here. Swear to God. <laughs> so I think we may have heard it about one more time. And I went, oh, you know what? I don't um, need this. Yeah. We shut the TV off. And uh, we went to bed. Got up in the morning. Went down for breakfast. And our waiter said, um, how'd your sleep go? Good. And we were talking. And I said, you know, I don't know. God, there's no insulation in these walls here. I don't, I must have got somebody upset because he's banging, literally banging on my wall. Um, and I didn't think we were making that much noise. He went, What room were you in? Uh-oh. And I told him what room. <laughs> he said, second not- floor. He goes, yeah, second floor, room number, whatever. He went, Well, first of all, there was no one. In- in that room next to you. Oh man. And then he starts to tell me about the history of the room. All that right. Oh, there was a, the history no, next, right next oh. door. Okay. Right next door. And apparently there was a murder in the room. Ah, oh, geez. A love scenario. This this goes way back in history, but uh the ghost is seen walking the hall. I didn't see any ghosts, but I absolutely heard. Uh, something um, that wasn't physically there banging on our wall. My wife and I, we were, and um, he just, so that happens a lot in in the room that you're in. In fact, he goes better off in that room than being in the room that that happens. Some people will request that room. And I'm like, request it. See, pretty much what we were talking about yeah ghost commerce yeah and um oh yeah it's kind of well known amongst people here in fredonia <laughs> what's it I called i don't know if you if you remember but was the room number in the mid 200s yeah it was it's yeah uh, they've done yeah. paranormal investigations the white inn in fredonia yeah, yeah. i just, I just looked inn. it up it's notoriously haunted <laughs> I I was like, all right, I got to look this up. And it was, it, it, there was like paranormal, there have been paranormal investigations and stuff in that hotel and the, in the inn. Oh my God. Let me tell you, banging on the wall. (laughs) My wife and I will attest to that. Isn't that incredible? And you weren't even trying to investigate. No, no, I didn't. You know, we went down for breakfast in the morning and that's (laughs) kind of laid it on us about, sorry, there was, no one in that room and the room that you were in oh was God. right next to up against the room that apparently had a murder in it. And you wonder, I always ask the questions, is it the like the anniversary of, is it close to the anniversary of, because very often that's when the energy ramps up. And I've noticed that some ghost investigation groups don't necessarily take that into account. I said, well, if you have a date, try to be there on the anniversary. You know of what though, now that I think about it, I think it was in October. <laughs> Ah, the veils between the walls. I'm pretty sure it was in October. That explains it. Yeah, I'm really sure. No, I don't know. 
we need for you to go back there and stay in the in the haunted room and set up a, a camera. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my wife won't go back. Oh my gosh. Nah, how much how much money would it take for you to sleep in that haunted room, you guys? I'd go back. I mean, I, you know. I mean, in the actual haunted room, would you just go oh, back? in the haunted room? Mm, like if someone gave you like, what? what's your price? Like 5,000? We always do this at home. I have to be a million dollars for me to do that. Well, if they're not physical, what the heck? Yeah. It's when they get physical. Or my biggest worry, bring in one home. Yeah. I know that sounds crazy. That's my wife's biggest worry about my job. Well, she Dave, it's not, it's not crazy at all. That's what I deal with regularly because yeah. myself, my husband, my, my youngest who lives home still, they will pick up energies and we bring hitchhikers home all the time. But when you're, you know, I'll, next time I see you, I'll have to teach you how to do dowsing because then you can do this yourself. It's, it's a form of communication with your higher self and with spirit too. And you can always, and if you ever have that feeling to say, hey, you know, you can't come with me. You have to stay here. Or, hey, you're dead. Go to the light. Simple things like that. But um, in a place like that hotel, that hotel is haunted. They're not going to leave their source, the source of their haunting. Yeah. It's it's those wayward spirits that you can remember bring the thing you said about fear, too. Oh, yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Fear is not a good thing. Nope. Yeah. Put your foot down and yeah. say no. Just say no to ghosts. <laughs> but, I mean, you can always clear them. It can always be taken care of. And I just want to say to everyone out there who's listening, uh, if people normally are sensitive to spirits, I'd say the last, I meant to mention this to Katie when we were chatting today, uh, the last five to seven days has been insane energetically. I, all kidding aside, must have done like near 50 remote clearings in the last couple of days last week or so there is something i don't know if we're going through some kind of energetic shift or change it could be something as simple as solar flares but the energy is just off the wall and i've had to clear my own family three times today because we went by various cemeteries next thing you know and and luckily my son my youngest will be like you know what we brought something home and when the dog sits in the corner and growls at something and there's you can't see something, that's a good indicator too. So just heads up, everyone. It's you know, it's been a bumpy ride, at least here in the, the Albany area. I don't know about everywhere else, but it's been wild. Wow. I don't I don't know if this has any bearing, but over the last two weeks, in fact, actually yesterday, um around the grandkids, especially. Yeah. I'm getting massive orbs yeah. around the grandkids. Yesterday at my grandson's um, four-year-old birthday party, oh. we're all there. I'm doing a video. And everybody else is doing videos, but I'm, I'm the only one picking up on. And these orbs are huge. And they're, they're not dust. Yeah, you can tell the difference. Oh, you can certainly tell the difference. And... Um, Last week, my brother, older brother, we got together, and I know my parents are around him. Yeah. Without a doubt. And my brother-in-law was there, um, and my sister, that's my sister Lynn's husband, mm -hmm. and I can't tell you, big, Michelle, fat, huge orbs, not little specks big massive like ectoplasm balls of yeah they were yeah they were and that's you know something and you know anytime family gets together you're going to get a higher concentration because remember when our loved ones when they leave when they leave their bodies their bodies die they they continue on um ectoplasm we're, we're made of ectoplasm we're energy beings so when a, we don't stay in people shape we can cover we can surround our entire family like a fine mist but say that like you know my dad's around all of us say i'm having a difficult day he'll coalesce around me a little bit more so i'll feel him mm -hmm. you know smell like a garage smell like you know like shaved wood and sawdust that kind of and then i know it's him 
but say your family gets together. So everyone that my dad needs to watch out for is together. You're going to, he can be a little bit, he can be a lot more condensed. And that's when you start to get the forms that you can actually see, such as orbs. And sometimes they manifest. You'll get an outline. You'll actually get them appearing in a photo. And sometimes, and I've had this happen um, with my cousin's photos, you're taking a family photo, someone appears in the photo, but then they're gone. And you even like save the photo, but the outline of that person that, that you know, five of us saw is no longer in that photo. Mm. So it's fun when you get loved ones together because the spirit on the other side loves when their family gets together. But yeah, there's, there's something funky about the energy right now. And I'm not saying it's a bad energy. It's just very intense. We were driving back from um, like over the river and we were on I-90 and I, we, my husband was driving luckily because I went off in La La Land. We were passing the exit for Arbor Hill and Loudonville. So that was on my right. And all of a sudden, I was just downloading this experience. And this is probably like the 1700s of men in uniforms and looking for something. And they were, it's almost like looking in a well for something. And it, it wasn't, wasn't an agitated, it was like an excited, like very focused. There wasn't a negative attachment to it. But I, it took me like an hour to shake it. Wow. And ever since that experience, everything is so hyper-tuned. It, it's it's mm. wild, absolutely wild. So I really think there's just, you know, if, if you're looking, if you're, you know, looking to uh, expand upon your psychic abilities, now is a really good time. Because once you make progress in your, you know, your studies, you're not, <coughs> you're not going to backslide. So now is, you know, you can just put your finger on the pulse of the uh, spirit world. So now's a good time. But we should yeah. probably... It's late. We just ramble. I rambled on. <laughs> you guys always have wonderful things to share. So, well, thank you again, Dave, for being with us. We'll definitely have you back for more of your stories. So let me know when you guys have more interesting things, you know, happen and pop up. And, and D Scott, thanks for all the wonderful stuff that you do for us all the time. We no really problem. appreciate thank you. you. Thank you. So, and I want, you know, I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners. Um, we put out there last time, maybe two podcasts ago, to please send in your suggestions for podcast ideas. And we've had amazing ideas and we're having running a little contest. We're going to pick someone to get a free reading from all the suggestions that we're getting. So please continue to, to like us, share us and, and comment on the podcasts and give us ideas because we love to hear about what you guys want. Cause we'll do more of that. And we'll, like I said, we'll definitely have Dave back on and talk about some of his stuff and, if you know of anyone else, Dave, that want any other realtors that want to share their creepy stories, you know, especially around Halloween, we'll love to hear be glad them. To, be glad to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks again for listening, everybody. And, and thank you guys. And everyone have a great night. Look, there's the haunted house. Let's go inside. Uh, okay. Would you like to dance with us?